Hi there. Welcome. It's another edition of Making Money with the Financial Coach, Le, le Coach Financiel, Ronnie Hebert. I'm trying to put, I, I apologize to all my French friends. As I say, I did grow up, I grew up in, in a part of Winnipeg, St. Boniface, uh, which is a predominantly French neighborhood. Uh, and I did at one time have reasonably good French, but I've lived in Alberta now for 47 years, I think. And it's the old saying, if you don't if you don't use it, you lose it. We're going to talk about French luxury goods. And when, when we say that, people sit back and say, well, what the heck are they talking about this time around on making money? Let's, let's unfold this a little bit, Ron. Yeah, the obvious choice if you're looking for high growth is U.S. tech stocks, especially because they have all the buzz right now uh, with the introduction of artificial intelligence. And you'd be forgiven if you thought this because the real winner isn't obvious. It's French luxury goods. These are the companies that make high-end fashion apparel, handbags, perfumes. And since 1995, which is, uh, well, 28 years, 29 years now, French luxury goods stocks have crushed the returns made by U.S. techs. They've literally doubled their performance. So if you're looking for some performance stocks that nobody's talking about, well, French luxury goods, are a good place to start, and we thought we'd do a show on this. Okay, so let's. Uh, what are the drivers here? Like, what? Uh, well, it's obviously wealthy people. The uh, if you go to like Rodeo Drive down in Los Angeles or something, there's a lot of really high end shops there selling these kind of goods, right? Yeah, and the growth drivers, the ultra wealthy, and and uh, they support luxury sales. Now, you know, if you're Kim Kardashian and you're wearing a uh, I think you're, you're 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 spending millions of dollars a year on on uh, luxury clothes. Well, uh, you can afford this stuff, but even for the rest of us, you know, maybe you can't afford uh, a Dior or Hermes bag that's a hundred thousand dollars, but you might be able to afford a scarf, which might cost you three or four hundred bucks, or a new or an expensive pair of shoes. So certainly, the drivers of this sector sector are the ultra wealthy. But there's also trinkets uh, or smaller sales that uh, they do really well with that trickle down to the rest of us. And the ultra-wealthy who support luxury sales have seen their net worth grow by 10% a year, providing growing demand for their products. So the ultra-wealthy are their primary driver market. And the ultra-wealthy, their assets have been growing by 10% a year. And frankly, you can only save so much. They spend a lot, and they tend to spend it on luxury goods. Now, as you say, this has been going on for a while. Like you, you put a number in here, the last 40 years, this market has just quietly trucked right along. You know, and so not only has the market grown, but because these goods have a scarcity value attached to them, uh, the luxury goods makers have been able to increase their prices at 5% a year for the last 40 years. This is handily out for a pace inflation. In fact, I think just about every other business is envious because how many businesses do you know can increase the cost of the goods by 5% a year and eventually they get uh, a rebellion among their clients who don't want to buy it anymore? Well, it's not the way it works for the ultra-wealthy. The more it costs, the more they're influenced to buy because the less other people uh, can afford this stuff and the scarcity value makes it go up. So luxury goods don't need sales volume to grow. By selling less, uh, that make their product even more exclusive, make it less attainable, 
And so less volume often means higher prices, which is uh, an amazing, uh, the economics in most businesses just don't work that way. But this has to be a sector, Ron, where this takes time to build that market. Like, you just don't walk in here and say, I'm going into the luxury market, look at me. This takes time, right? Uh, you get many of the names, especially the French names, the Italian names that have cachet and um, reputation. And that didn't happen in two years. It takes decades and even centuries to build the reputation uh, to the point and the scarcity to the point where you're going to attract the rich. So uh, the, there's massive barriers to entry. You and I can't decide to go in the handbag business tomorrow and start competing with Coach. It, uh, we just don't have the cachet to do that. Okay, so th- those are the, the positives, why this sector just keeps, just keeps burgeoning, I guess. What are the risks here? Are, are the Chinese playing a part in this somewhere? Well, China's growth has really faltered uh, under Xi. And so China has generated 41% of the world's economic growth through the past 10 years, thereby China is still a growth, uh, has been the fastest growing market for luxuries, and that is slowing down. And if that market continues to slow down, it will have an effect on their, their luxury goods. And also, uh, the other major thing is that with expenses going up, governments are spending more and more and more money. They're going to have to pay for it, and there's very few pockets uh, that they can go to to take more money out. And the only pocket that is uh, available to do that is the ultra-wealthy. And so what they tend to do is they try to tax them. Now, if you look at the migration, you know, you look at... uh, Jeff Bezos. He moved from Washington to Florida, and he decided he was going to uh, sell some Amazon stock. He saved $600 million in taxes by moving to Florida. Cool. And so you get, uh, you know, you get other, uh, if Sylvester Stallone just announced he was moving to Florida, and, and the list goes on and on of people moving to low-tax jurisdictions to live. And so, you know, it, it's a negative for the, the rich to have uh, politicians wanting to take more taxes from them. And I don't know, I think this will be a slight negative, but I think the rich are smart enough that they tend to move around as well. So, you know, higher taxes will definitely affect them, but probably not too much, because if taxes go up too much, you just move somewhere else. Well, that's certainly been what's happening in California. A lot of wealthy people in California have fled. They've gone to Texas and Washington State and Florida, and they're saying, nope, I'm not paying anymore. Uh, So there's plenty of evidence of that. Okay, well, let's talk about some of the big players here. You mentioned one of them, Hermes. I mean, that's a name uh, (laughs) that's got dollar signs all the way through it. Yeah, the symbol is uh, they they trade in France, but you can buy them over-the-counter in the U.S., the symbol is H-E-S-A-Y, and Hermes is a luxury good manufacturer. They were founded in 1837, so talk about cachet. Uh, they've been around for literally 180 years, and uh, they've been traditionally linked to the equestrian world, but Hermes produces and sells, uh, under their Hermes brand, a range of leather products, lifestyle accessories, home furnishings, Perfume, jewelry, watches, and ready-to-wear fashion. 
they're 50 times earnings, their yields 1%, and their five-year growth rate. I mean, the stock is up 289%. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to get 55% a year, right? Or whatever. <laughs> That's, holy smokes. All right. Uh, Moe Hennessy. Uh, but it's not just uh, when I hear those names because of my background in the wine industry at one time, that's what I think about. But they're more than that. They're now with Louis Vuitton as well, right? Yeah, LVMH, Louis Hennessy, Louis Vuitton. And the symbol is LVMUY. And here again, they're a French stock, but you can buy them. They trade over the counter in the U.S. LVMH, uh, which is uh, what everybody calls them, operates as a, they're a global luxury brand, and they offer all kinds of goods from champagne to wines uh, uh, to, to luxury spirits to fashion, the leather goods, perfume, cosmetics, watches, jewelry, and they're even in custom design yachts. I mean, the PE is 27, the yield's one and a half, and over the last five years, this stock has gone up 161%. Holy smokes. You know, when you mentioned the yachts thing, Ron, I, and my wife and I went to Europe last year, and we spent a little time in Monaco. <laughs> and when you see the yachts in the harbor in Monaco, you go, boy, there are a lot of wealthy people over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you just forget how much, you know, you go to places where there's concentrations of them, like you go to Monaco, or or you go along the uh, the, the French and Spanish coast during the summer. Uh, to the big resorts, and you just see the wealth there, the cars and the yachts and the planes and the helicopters, and uh, the it, 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 it just blows you away how much disposable income they have. In fact, the CEO of LVMH, uh, he's an individual by the name of Arnaud, and uh, he goes back and forth with Elon Musk as being the richest man in the world. I think he's worth uh, over $200 billion. And of course, $200 billion, you automatically associate that with uh, tech riches. But here's a guy that's made it all in French luxury. Christian Dior. Uh, there's a name that's been around for a couple of days, too. Yeah, CHDRF trades over the counter. Dior operates in the global luxury market. And uh, they've got some very, very big brand names. Fendi, Gavici, Louis Chandon, Dom Perignon, Bulgari, uh, big fashion and watchmaker. And uh, they also operate resale stores. They design yachts. Uh, they're involved in real estate. They have some luxury high-end hotels. Uh, PE's 20. Uh, they have a dividend of 1.5%. And they've gone up in the last five years, they've gone up 80%. So this sector has just gone up tremendously, and there's a massive market for it. So what we try to do, you know, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, is to provide you with a complete education. And the more tools and the more things you understand that you have available for you, uh, the better you're going to do. Because there's going to be days in the market like there have been in the past, where, like, you look at the tech bubble of 2000, 2002, where tech got slaughtered. And, well, there's going to be uh, times where maybe you don't want to look for tech and you want to be involved in growth. Well, 
uh, French luxury and Italian luxury stocks, uh, there's a sector of the market that might be worth a look if you're trying to diversify your growth portfolio. 287%. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> I, that one, that, that absolutely rattled me. That uh, I don't know that we've ever touched on anything that's had that kind of growth, have we? I, I, no, I don't uh, I don't think. Well, we've talked about some of the, 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 the stocks, yeah. like, like uh Tesla, where we've mentioned at one of our shows on uh, on the car industry, but you know, uh, people do not think that you're going to get this kind of growth from people that make handbags and luxury watches and perfume. But this is an amazing industry. All right. Well, there's one that uh, well set me back in my chair. I got to tell you that right now. We're back again next week with another edition of Making Money. We're going to talk about. Well, I, I guess sort of it, 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 it's not, no, I wouldn't say it's the antithesis of this, but it's the maintainers, the ones that sort of hang in there, right? Yeah, maintainers are simply companies that uh, fix things and, and, and keep things running properly. And, of course, you, you drive across our country, you drive across our city, you go into your own house, you go into your own neighborhood, and you just look at, all the assets that are sitting there that need to be maintained, roads, homes, cars, businesses. Uh, appliances. Yeah. Appliances. The, the entire uh, electrical and, and, and gas and telecommunications infrastructure, they all need people working dil- diligently 24-7 to maintain them. And here again, this is another industry people don't focus on. But if you're interested in steady, conservative uh, progress with growth and some dividends, this is the sector that you should, we're going to spend a little bit of time next week talking about and focusing on some of the major players. There's so many players that I just plucked a few out of each sector to just give you an idea what to look for, because this is a great sector. If you're an individual, you're not looking for a fly-by-night, you're looking for a slow, steady eddy. Well, you've got to fix it. You've got to maintain it. Uh, you might reach the point where you can't afford to do the R&D and come up with new things. But if you're going to, most people are going to maintain their homes. They're going to maintain their cars. If you get electricity delivered to your home, that has to be maintained. Your telecommunications infrastructure has to be maintained. So money's going into these things all the time in good markets and bad markets. And those are the kinds of things we like to focus on to provide you solid investment ideas you can own for the long term. So we're back with that next week on Making Money. If you have a question about something we covered today or in a previous show that you're still a little foggy on, feel free to drop us a note. Let's make money.ca is our website. Might take us a little while to get to you. If it's a show suggestion, if there's something you think we we haven't investigated that you'd like to know more about, send it along and we'll uh, take a look at it. Again, it's letsmakemoney.ca. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. We'll talk again next week with another edition of Making Money. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.